The fight or flight response is an automatic physiological reaction to an event that's perceived as stressful or frightening. The perception of threat activates the sympathetic nervous system and triggers an acute stress response that prepares the body to fight or to flee. The heart starts pounding. Blood vessels to the muscles dilate. Blood vessels going to things like the digestive system that's not important during that time, they, they restrict. The skin becomes pale or flushed as blood flow is reduced to go to these larger muscles. Faster breathing increases oxygen to the blood. The liver starts working harder to produce more glucose. The eyes dilate. The body releases hormones like adrenaline into the system. This is all natural. It's safe. And as part of the sympathetic nervous system, it's supposed to be there. This response in the human body has allowed moms to lift cars off of their children. Someone to break through a door to rescue another in danger. Running and diving, catching a flower pot before it hits someone. It allows them to run faster, to lift more. It can be said to give almost superhuman abilities. I bring this up not as a lesson in a general psychology class, but to gently say, all fear is not bad. I know I may have lost a couple of you there because I, and I just started speaking because you would argue, 1 John 4.18, there's no fear in love. But perfect love casteth out fear because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. Or you'd say 2 Timothy 1.7, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Then you may even argue that many, many times when you read the word fear in the, New, in the King James Version, at least of Scripture, it's meaning reverence to fear God or to show great reverence and respect for God. It does not mean to be scared or frightened or worried. But trying my best to be very careful with how I handle the Word of God, let me read two verses of Scripture. Jude one twenty three and others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. And before I read the next verse, let me, let me put this in context a little bit. The verse I want to read is found in Acts chapter 5. And what we have is this newly formed church in full force revival and miracle signs and wonders and people getting saved and the gospel message spreading everywhere and people were selling things and getting saved. The gospel message to be able to move the mission or to help the poor. There was a guy named Ananias, his wife Sapphira, and they had some property and sold it. And that's fine. They can do what they want with their property. They kept part of the money back for themselves. Fine. No problem with that. No one told them they had to do anything. Give anything to the church. But the problem was they lied about it. So let's make up a scenario. And this is not found in the word of God, so this is my mind. But let's say this couple had a piece of property on 3rd and Chestnut Street. And they sold it for $14,000. 
And they brought 12,000 to the church. Fantastic. That was more than generous. Nothing wrong with any of that. Again, the problem was they told Peter they'd sold the property for 12,000 and brought all the money to the church and was donating it. Ananias came in and presented the money to Peter. Peter said, Ananias, you lie to the Holy Ghost. It's your property and money to do with whatever you want. Nobody said you had to do anything. You got to choose. It was no big deal. But you chose to lie, and you didn't just lie to men. You lied to the Holy Ghost, Acts 5.5. 5. And Ananias, hearing those words, fell down and gave up the ghost. And great fear, I imagine so, came on all them that heard these things. The man died for lying to God. They took his body and buried him. About three hours later, here comes his wife, Sapphira. Peter said, did you sell the property on going with my scenario, $12,000? Sapphira said, yeah, that's what we sold, and we brought the money to you. Peter said, you and your husband have conjured this up. Those men who, were, who buried your husband are here to bury you. Sapphira also died. Acts 5.11, in great fear, came upon all the church and upon them, and many has heard these things. I'm certain there was fear. In Jude 1.23, save with fear. Acts 5, 5 and 5, 11, great fear came upon them. This word fear comes from a word, phobos or something. But it means terror, alarm, reverence, respect. With alarm, with some terror, because what could happen with urgency, Pull them out of the fire. Great alarm and some terror and some awe of how magnificent our God is fell on that early church. But the next verses in Acts tells us that there were many signs and wonders done and multitudes were added to the church. Think of that. Plastered all over, the, all over St. Louis County. Someone came in the sanctuary and they lied and they dropped dead. I'm not sure you'd all flock to the church. <laughs> but something transpired and multitudes came and were added to the church. It seems no one was traumatized by fear. But it did something to them. My case for fear not always being a bad thing is because fear is a motivator. It causes us to do something. I'm not talking about debilitating fear. Fear that causes torment. Fear that plagues the mind. Fear that controls every thoughts and emotions. But... Some alarm, some urgency, something that propels us to take action, something that makes me take notice, that's not a bad thing. It helps me run faster to swoop a child out of harm's way. It gives me almost superhuman strength to lift something off of another person. It gets me laser focused on the issue at hand and readies me to be prepared to take action. That's what I mean 
when I'm talking about fear. Fear that there is an urgency. Fear that something or someone is in danger, so I spring into action. It propels me to do something. I know, I sense, I see the danger or the possibility of harm, and it strongly motivates me to do things that maybe I normally would not do. Let's read a Bible story, Genesis 6, 5 through 9, portion of it. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth. Think of this. And that every imagination, every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil. That's all he thought about was evil, evil, evil. Verse 6, and it repented that the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And 7, and the Lord said, I'll destroy man and I've, whom I've created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creeping things and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me but I have made that I have made them. Verse 8, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Passing through all the judgment of God, the holiness and righteousness of God that demands to be dealt with, Noah found grace. Verse 9, these are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generation, and Noah walked with God. Out of all the evil, all the wickedness happening, all the violence and corruption, Noah found favor, found that grace in the eyes of the Lord. So God spoke to Noah. We have no account of God telling anyone else. They were only doing evil, so maybe he tried to tell them, but they wouldn't listen anyway, or they weren't hearing what God said. But Noah walked with God, and God told Noah, the end of all flesh is coming because the earth is filled with violence. I'm going to destroy the earth. Make an ark. I have shown you grace by telling you what is about to happen. Now you do something with the information. Build an ark. Here are the dimensions. 300 cubits long, 50 cubits wide, 30 cubits high. God also told him what it should look like and what it should contain. Pause. Let's talk a minute about this cubit. The word is derived from a Latin word, which, whatever, it means elbow. <laughs> so the cubit is based upon a human characteristic. The length of the forearm from the tip of the middle finger to the elbow. God told Noah to make it 300 by 50 by 30 of those. Let me surmise that if God had told me to build that ark, it would have been the same ratio, but it would have been different. A different size. My cubit is different from Noah's cubit. My cubit is different 
from your cubit. God told Noah, build an ark with these dimensions, with this material, using your cubit, not mine. Hold that thought. The reason Noah needed to build the ark was because God was going to flood the entire earth with water. Genesis 6.22, thus did Noah. According to a couple things, according to all that God commanded him, so did he. Noah got busy doing what God's grace had revealed to him. He built for literally decades an ark out in the middle of nowhere. There was no flood. There was no water around it. Yet Noah kept building. Let's read some scripture. 2 Peter 2, 5 says, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, or those eight people, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. We don't really have too much record, but Noah may have preached or heralded to people that something is coming and you need to get prepared. Or the very building of the ark itself sparked some interest and people could see what Noah was doing. And maybe they asked him about it and maybe they felt sorry for him at times. And even helped him every once in a while. Matthew 24, 37 to 39, but as the days of Noah were, so all shall shall the coming of the Son of Man be. For as the days were that before the blood, what were they doing? Just eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage. Until the day Noah entered that ark and knew it not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. It would have been easier to be eating and drinking and just going through life. But Noah was building an ark. There's no flood. I'm building an ark. There's not even any rain. I'm building an ark. There's no water around. I'm building an ark. The Genesis account tells us what Noah did. But let me read you a verse from the faith chapter in Hebrews, which tells us why he did it. Hebrews eleven seven, By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not yet seen, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. Noah didn't see anything. Noah didn't really experience anything. But Noah walked with God. God warned him of the coming destruction. God told him of something coming. And again, I'll repeat, that is the grace of God that warned Noah that was his grace. But Noah had to do something with it. Why did, I, why did Noah do what he did? Because he said, I found grace, not grace to kick back and not grace just to sit around. Oh, no, Noah found grace. God warned Noah, but Noah prepared an ark because of what he knew of God. Let me back up to that one phrase in this verse, but faith, by faith, Noah being warned of things to come, things not seen as yet, moved 
with fear. Faith and fear, we always preach those can't be together. Faith can't happen, be fear, and fear has to be kicked out. Love, it kicks all this stuff out. Why are you not there? What does that mean? The original for that phrase is only used that one time in Scripture that I could find. I don't know, there may be more, but I couldn't find it. That fear means pious care. Reverent circumspection. Cautious. I get the picture of knowing, knowing, knowing something is about to happen. God's grace let him in on that. But God also gave him how to be safe along with his family. Think of this. There was a lot riding on this. There was a flood coming. There was a way to escape. But Noah had to do something about it. God won't protect what you won't build. The grace of God has been given. Somebody better build an ark in this place. Why Noah? Because my family is going to be safe in here. There are things coming that are going to try to destroy us. That thought motivates me to get up in the middle of the night and start building an ark. That, that thought motivates me to get to church and start travailing in the spirit. How many times are you going to measure that board, Noah? As many as it takes. Because I'm being cautious. I'm being careful. There's too much at stake here. I need my family protected. I need to be protected. Work with me here. Just use pine. It's cheaper. God said, use gopher. There's an entire pine forest right there. It'd be much easier. Our houses are made of pine, and they worked out just fine. Oh, I'm not just building a house. I'm building a shelter for my family to be protected. Pine's not good enough. That's not what God instructed. God has given us grace. He has told us in his word, there are great things coming, yes, and the word also says this world will wax worse and worse. Can I gently but firmly tell everyone you need to build an ark, a shelter, a safety, set some boundaries, make some commitments. It needs to be secure. It needs to be done cautiously and thoughtfully and prayerfully. There may be some ratios or principles to use. I know it. But your cubit is different from mine. Your ark may look different than my ark, but that's okay. You still need to build an ark. Because when the winds of drug addiction blow, I need to already have a safe place, an ark for my entire family and for my son and for me. 
When depression and suicide are rampant, there is too much at stake here. I need to already have an ark and a shelter. When things are so easy to access on the internet, I need to have an ark to provide shelter for my family. I know it may look silly. I know no one else may be doing it. I know it's easier to sit back and relax. And I know that some may be using pine, but my God said use gopher. My God said it must be that big and that wide and that high and that's exactly what I'm going to do yes it cuts into my time and effort and finances but God said use gopher I know some may laugh tell me what a waste of time energy and resources but someone move with fear there is too much at stake. The cost is too high. Please hear me out and most importantly, hear my heart and know my motive. But let me give you an example purely from me. I know we've raised our kids differently and I'm not saying anything about that. But your cubit and my cubit are different and that's okay. But let me try to give you an example. So please bear with me a moment. I'm gonna have Skylar come up here. Good thing you looked handsome today. I gotta have my notes or I get crazy. I want you to sit right here, buddy. And I want the church to listen. Skylar, daddy didn't get you a cell phone you were almost 16 years old because we knew you're going to be driving by yourself and I wanted to make sure you had that with you but some of your friends had them and I'm again that's fine I didn't do it because I was mean I didn't do that because I didn't want you to fit in or feel awkward in the van when other people were watching you were just staring straight ahead we'd come home and talk about it and process it a little bit I didn't do that because I wanted to control you I didn't do it because I thought it was wrong or thought it was wrong for anybody else. I did it because I was building an ark. I thought the best way for this family to be safe, I was moved with fear. I was being cautious. You meant way too much to me. Pine was cheaper, but it wasn't sturdy enough. And I knew there were too much stuff out there that could get to you. Too many evil people and evil thoughts and ways. And you could have accidentally been exposed to something. So I, I didn't want that for you. So I, maybe I was wrong and I apologize. But I felt that was the best way to build an ark. You'll remember this when you got one of your gaming systems. You Down in your man cave and I came down there. And we kind of got in a fight a couple times because you wanted to play with it, and I'm old. Some of that technology's right over my head, but we spent hours down in that man cave. I know others could have been it, done it quicker, but I was going through every setting I could find because I didn't want anything to get you. I didn't know all that was out there, and I knew it was fun, and I knew you wanted to play with your buddies, and you're an only lonely, so I won that for you. 
But that something couldn't get you, so I couldn't take a chance. I moved reverently, carefully, and cautiously. Mommy and I brought you to church when you're a little bitty baby because we love Jesus so much we want you to know him too. We were trying to keep you safe, keep you protected. We thought this was the best way to do it, and I still am convinced it is. We moved with fear, cautiously, carefully, not to keep you in here, but to keep things out and to keep you protected. Some didn't understand what we were doing. Some didn't believe or agree with us. But your cubit's different from mine, and, and that's still okay. Skyler, you're 19 now. I can't believe it. You're away from us a whole lot of times. You're starting to make most of your own choices. You're starting to go your own places. Starting to be your own man. Skyler, you have to build an ark. There's things out there that's going to try to get you. And someday you're not in mommy and daddy's ark anymore. But you have to build an ark. I know you're doing it. I know you love Jesus, but you have to build an ark. Love you, buddy. As the musicians come, pine is cheaper, but it won't work. Don't let things in that ark that are going to cause damage. I know it takes more time. I know it takes more energy, but there's direction in the word of God. You've got to get in the word to see how he says to build it. Build an ark. Skylar, I pray I've given you the right tools. I've tried my best. I'm, I'm trusting you paid attention to the blueprint. Because I promise pine is quicker and it's cheaper. But it won't float. You young married couples, you're building an ark together now. Don't fight about it. Get on the same page. Let fear motivate you to build it strong, to be with the right dimensions. There are all types of things to come against marriages. Build an ark. Be serious about it. Mommy, you may be on your own. The kids may be going crazy because of the upheaval in your household, but I beg you, don't stop building the ark. I know you're by yourself, but do it cautiously. Do it carefully. Too much is at stake. Parents, your babies are going to be sheltered in your ark. What are they worth? You're not building an ark or shelter for the good times. But the irony is you need to build it during the good times. I know you could be eating and drinking and kickback and going on with a carefree life. 
I know not everyone's building. I know some are using pine. I know others are laughing and your kids may not understand and there are taunts and jeers. But I promise you this. When Noah was done with that ark and he and his family got inside and that door slammed shut behind them. When that rain poured down and those trials came and that big old boat creaked and groaned and started lifting in those waves, I guarantee you, he was so glad he used gopher. He did not regret one drop of sweat, one muscle ache, one misunderstanding, one restless night, one walk in the floors in prayer, one extra church service he went to, one more mocking and jeering comment, I guarantee you he didn't care anything about those because he was safe in the ark. Pine is cheaper, but too much is at stake. Would you stand with me in this place? This is one of those altar appeals where it's really what you do out there that makes the difference. Maybe I appeal to some to come repent that you've not listened and you're not building with the right material or with the right dimensions. Maybe I appeal for some to make a commitment to start building. Maybe to others just to make the commitment that I'm going to keep building. Maybe others will come because some of your family chose not to get on the ark. And maybe you can pray that they'll find the blueprints that you tried to leave them. Sanctuary. There's too much at stake. Some may not get in the ark. Build it anyway. Some may not understand. Build it anyway. Pine may be cheaper and faster. But that's not what God said to use. Can you pray? The altars are open. Help us, God. Help us, God.